Hello, my name is Daniel Linhares with Iowa State University. Hello, my name is Giovanni Trevisan from Iowa State University. And we are here to share our perspectives on the findings, main findings of the Swine Disease Reporting System, uh, Report 14. Uh, just a quick reminder, this project is about gathering data from uh, VDLs, US VDLs in the United States, and uh, we aggregate the data, anonymize the data, and uh, summarize findings here with the intent to provide an idea on the macroepidemiology of the key uh, swine diseases or swine pathogens affecting the, U the U.S. swine industry. The full reports are available in the SHIC uh, website. This is a SHIC-funded project for the most part, and their website is swinehealth.org. And uh, to have access to full data, uh, we have the data available in dashboards, in online dashboards, where users have the capability to go and filter and, and uh, manage the data to answer their own questions. And these, those dashboards are available in our group website, which is fieldepi.org. Uh, under the tab SDRS. All right, so the report 14 has five pages. The first page is uh, about detection of PERS virus over time. And uh, this month, we observed that the number of cases testing positive for PERS by PCR has been pretty similar to the previous month. Uh, and the observed, va observed values are or the observed frequency of positive results they are falling within the predicted values uh, using our cyclic regression models with uh, and within that it's evident that there is a decrease in percentage of positive results in wind to market age uh, pigs and and that's been happening for 14 for f uh, four consecutive months so that brings us to three questions, and we're here to share perspectives on those questions. Uh, the first question is, was the decrease in wind-to-market pigs, decreasing positive results by PCR in wind-to-market market pigs caused by a lower number of, of testing? Uh, what, what did you find out about that, Giovanni? Not really. In the last uh, three months, the number of kids tested for PERS coming from winter market animals fluctuated between 15 and 1600 cases per month. Okay, and that's and so that's within the expected. So that was not the case. How about how about South Farms? South Farms had a similar situation of uh, testing around 2600 cases in the last month. So if there was not, uh, if the, that uh, the relatively decrease in PERS testing was not due to change the denominator, let's say like that, right? So we have similar numbers of uh, samples from coming from growing finishing pigs from South Farms. That brings to the question, why was the 2018-19 win winter a more quiet per season compared to previous years? That's a great question, and we shared that with the advisory council. And a few comments that we received back is that there is a movement to improve biosecurity in the farms, 
and truck holding and truck washing due to the news of African swine fever overseas. So the people looks like are preparing to contain some mm -hmm. potential spread of the disease. And another important contribution is that last year the emission project re reported a significant increase in the number of delta breaks during summertime. At the same time, the Science Disease Report system detected outbreak of PERS virus coming so from south farms uh, due to the contribution of processing fluids testing. And the guys that experienced this uh, situation in the fields are seeing that the south farms are keeping for a longer period of time negative now after those outbreaks. So if they are sending more negative piglets to the field, this may be contributing to lower the uh, pressure of infection and low number of uh, lateral transmission of the virus. Okay, so take home being that for some reason, maybe better biosecurity, better monitoring, farms has, there is a perception that farms are having less, uh, the incidence of PERS has been less, and they for some reason are producing more PERS negative or at least stable pigs, and that's uh, contributed to a reduction in PERS activity in the video uh, data sets, right? Right, that's it. Okay, so moving forward here for the second page, the second page uh, reports detection of enteric coronaviruses, including uh, PED, uh, Delta coronavirus, and uh, TGE. And it's observed here that the number of cases, cases tested for PED and Delta coronaviruses uh, increased since September of uh, 19, last year. And we are having uh, detecting signals for outbreak uh, detection, right? In other words, number of positive cases falling beyond the expected values based on historic data. So that brings to a couple of questions here. And the first one being, where are the signals coming from? Well, for PD, the signals are coming from basically from wintermarked animals. And it was more intense in the beginning of the month. At the end of the March, that started to calm down. For Delta coronavirus, this came from different age categories. TG, there is a limited number of cases. This month, just Minnesota was included in the list of detecting TG positive results. And at the same time that we detect the signals by PCR tests, we also have an increased detection of these insultants on enteric tissues detected at Iowa State VDL. Okay, so a number of explanations there. And uh, based, based on that and based on what you discussed with the advisory group, uh, what should we expect for next month? The predicted model is expecting a decrease in detection of these agents. Decrease? Decrease, mm -hmm. yeah. And the advisory board is expecting as well to confirm that result because we are moving to warmer months and we have been seeing that in the warmer months these agents lower down that activity and historical data from clinical case diagnosed at ASU-VDL reported that we have lower detection in warmer months as well. Okay. Yeah, so expectation that's gonna 
continue to be low going forward. So the, moving forward here, we have a couple more pages to discuss. Uh, the next page is a combination of mycoplasma and uh, CNS uh, type of cases. Let's go with the start with the mycoplasma hyaluronic uh, plots. Uh, what do you see there? What's uh, what are the key points from from this page, uh, Giovanni? From the mycoplasma hyaluronic detection over time. Well, the number of cases are similar to the last uh, months tested by week. Only one spike on the week between March 17 and 23rd. That was increased the number of cases tested from around 150 to 210 cases in that week. And basically those cases came from winter to animals and moved the percentage of positive results from 16 to 20% in that, that week. We did not see in the next week that uh, trend to continue. So maybe a specific point in time that detection. Okay. Uh, good numbers, good good points. CNS uh, uh, cases associated with uh, clinical nervous symptom uh, disease. In the page here, uh, you you highlight that there were. Uh, six cases of salt intoxication diagnosis diagnosed that as a CNS insultant in March, which was similar to the full spring season of 2018, and if you go back, same similar to 2017. So relatively higher number of cases associated with salt intoxication. Uh, w w should we be concerned about that? What do What do you think? Yeah, I think we should be concerned about watch how the water pipelines are working in the barns to hydrate those pigs, but the number of cases is so limited that it's only six and that could be from a, a production system that just send more uh, animals for diagnosis and we have more cases. So we are going to watch closely that's those numbers for the upcoming weeks. Okay, and also from this page, you report that here, which is very similar to pretty much All the previous reports that streptococcus is the is the major uh, pathogen associated with CNS disease, right? Right, that's true. Okay, moving forward to the last page that we want to uh, talk about is the respiratory page based on syndromic information here being observed at Iowa State, and uh, you were reporting here that there were eight cases of of Pasteurella multocida diagnosed as a respiratory insultant. Uh, how this compared to uh, previous years and seasons? During 2018 and 2017, spring season, we had only three or four cases that diagnosed as Pasteurella as the main agent for respiratory insultant. Mm -hmm. any, any thought of uh, why this is being more frequent recently? We have been uh, discussing that with the advisory board. And they are seeing more frequent detection of uh, bacterial agents since they are moving to uh, the new antibiotic directive. Mm. So that could be helping less antibiotic use, more bacterial. And at the same time, this could be more related to more monitoring in some production system to detect the real agents that they're causing the respiratory issue. Okay, good point. Um, 
So we're gonna skip the where the last page, the page five, is about detection of pathogens in the enteric tissue over time, and you already uh, highlighted the 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 detection of PD, increased detection of PD in enteric tissues, right? Anything else right. to highlight from this page, or basically, is that that the viral agents are more frequent at this point in time of the year on enteric tissues detected as insultants. Okay, all right, so uh, that was the summary for the SDRS report 14, which is released uh, today, April uh, 2nd, by the A, sorry, by the uh, uh, Chic uh, newsletter that's uh, coming to the swine industry community. Hope you have enjoyed this summary and see you next time. See you.